save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Weekdays starting at 4 on NBC4. Another school year with so much uncertainty. News 4 is working for you, dedicating important coverage to keeping kids safe at school. Helping you navigate the biggest issues facing parents, children, and teachers. And giving you expert guidance from local doctors and educators. And showing you ways to manage stress weekday afternoons starting at 4. We'll help you get through the school year safely. Weekdays starting at 4 on NBC4. We're working for you. Hi, this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, you name it. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. Just find that podcast icon, for example, on an Apple phone. It's a purple podcast button. Tap it. Hit search, type in ML Sports Platter, and hit subscribe, and you'll get new and archived episodes into your smartphone device. The likes of Bob Costas, Adrian Wojnarowski, Kel Ripken Jr., Eric Wood. Huge guests here on The Platter. Brought to you by Stanley Law Offices, Liverpool Physical Therapy, the Allen Angus Pub, and Sit Mean Sit Syracuse. If you're in and around Central New York, get on over to Sit Mean Sit Syracuse, the best dog training in the land. They have any breed, any behavior, any dog. Welcome. Free consultations right now. SitMeansSit.com and find the Syracuse branch and go like them on Facebook and follow them on Instagram as well. This podcast is going to focus in on one topic and one topic only, and that is the Dodgers and the Padres. The Padres and the Dodgers. I'm hoping that this thing through the first several games really becomes... One of those rivalries that baseball needs, I'm hoping, with the star power. I mean, think about this. The crazy, crazy, crazy uh, uh, Cy Young candidate total. The Dodgers have three. Walker Buehler, Clayton Kershaw, Trevor Bauer. Three MVP candidates on that team. Bellinger not even healthy all the way. Um, You know, Mookie Betts, Corey Seager. And the excitement of Fernando Tatis Jr. on its own is must-see TV fantastic theater. Every night, I usually do the same thing. I mean, I flip around between a million games focused heavily on the NHL and the Yankees, and then, you know, I'll flip over to an inning of the Mets, and then I'll flip over to MLB Network, see if anything's happening there. Uh, NFL draft-wise, you know, I'll go over to the NFL Network maybe for a little bit. But I have the TV on silent a lot of the time. Um, because I'm also reading in between and during games. In fact, right now I'm reading the unbelievable bio by Jonathan Eig of Muhammad Ali, and I would tell you right now, go get it. <laughs> it's going to take me a, quite a while, though. It's well over 500 pages. I'm only about 94 or 5 in, and I started it, um, gosh, a few days ago. So, uh I got to get speeding up on it, but it, it's short print, it's long, but it's so good, it's so detailed. Um, <clears throat> piles of new interviews, 
and certainly new things that all of us can learn about Ali, which is amazing because you think that everything's been done, you know, written on him. He's been dead for a little while. Uh, you know, documentaries, etc. You know, we just saw Ali Frazier one with the 50th anniversary. How much more can be said? Well, if you read this bio, you're going to find out. It's awesome. Anyway, that's how I spend the majority of my evenings. But when Tatis is up, you know, remote, grab remote, volume up, let's go, right? (laughs) It's time to watch. I love the Fernando Tatis. He hits two home runs, right? And then he hits two home runs again, back-to-back games. And he did hit off Trevor Bauer, right? And they did their little trash talking on the field. And then they took to social media, which is hilarious. Now, there are a lot of people who think Trevor Bauer is this out of control, bad for the clubhouse, um, you know, kind of guy. And, you know, they don't like him channeling, uh, you know, anger, um, against Major League Baseball and questioning the game and all these other different things to which I'm saying, folks, baseball needs Trevor Bauer. And when he and Fernando Tatis were going at it uh, in a fun, jovial sort of way, and of course we saw the uh, remarkable, I mean remarkable, remarkable, Home runs by Tatis, but the gif, or I guess I guess it was a gif with Fernando Tatis, you know, holding I guess Trevor Bauer uh, after the whole daddy comment and the like. Uh, it, it, it was it was it was phenomenal. I mean, it was it was great. And you know what's funny is that a lot of folks who don't like this whole Twitter thing and you know the engagement and back and forth and Bauer. You know, doing, oh, he's so obnoxious, he disrespects the game. I love hearing that one. Oh, he disrespects the game. You know, what's mind-boggling is that guys going to Twitter, and I'm not saying that athletes should be on Twitter all the time. I think Twitter's a dangerous place to be a lot of times because it is a cesspool. And I got to tell you, you could be the most engaging, most positive person Never tweet one thing negative and be an athlete, but fumble a ball, and people have death threats to you. Never said one negative thing in your life on Twitter. Nothing malicious, nothing offensive, nothing degrading someone, nothing, nothing. But somebody's still always going to come at you. If you can handle that part of it, then, you know, go on Twitter. Trevor Bauer... And Fernando Tatis going at it on Twitter and before that on the field with their little fun back and forth. This is a part of the rivalry. Rivalries have stars. It has trash talking. Think about the Yankees-Red Sox back when it was really, really good. You know, that 2000, <clears throat> that 99 to 2004 type of, of, of time. Um, <clears throat> you know, the 70s with Thurman Munson and Billy Martin and Reggie and Carlton Fisk and all these different guys. A rivalry, you have, you have, you have stars, you have players who hate each other. You have rivalries within players. I mean, Carlton Fisk, Thurman Munson playing the same position. Um, now you've got Bauer against Tatis, right? I mean, this is kind of a nice little, you know, uh, uh, appetizer for the rest of the games this year. And I think that's another big thing too, by the way, that it's not just, oh, hey, it's Royals, Cardinals, and it's in-state. 
and this is a nice little, you know, rivalry. No, 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 no. This is two teams that have gone out of their way <clears throat> to steal spotlight in Major League Baseball, spending a ton of money. I mean, the Dodgers have built the best, arguably, farm system. Andrew Friedman, they plucked him from Tampa. They're dangerous because they have <clears throat> the great farm system plus a monster payroll. They went out and got Trevor Bauer. They won the World Series, and they went out and got Trevor Bauer. They've made the World Series, and they went out and got and traded for Mookie Betts. They signed Mookie Betts long-term. They win a World Series, they go out and get Trevor Bauer, the best pitcher on the market, right? Um, you know, they've got major players. They have guys locked up for a long, long time. The Padres spent $814 million total on their payroll. They went out and got Hosbert. They went out and got Machado. They went out and got Tatis. They went out and traded for Blake Snell. <clears throat> they went out and got you, Darvish. Um, these teams, I mean, the West Coast is where it's at, man. I mean, the Dodgers and Padres, it, it's its the must-see baseball thing. It is the A number one theater. And so you have two teams super committed, two teams in the division play 19 times. It's not just an interleague splash for three games and we forget about it. They're going to play each other over and over and over again. I mean, for Christ's sake, the, the first series they played, they turned right back around and played again. And they've got double-digit games still to go. Uh, so you've got them in the division. You've got the rivalry budding. They're in the same states, right? Uh, they're in the same division. They've got star power. You have player rivalries amongst uh, uh, Tatis and, and Bauer. Uh, you have money spent. You have the success of the Dodgers, where they're the kings right now. They're Goliath. And the Padres, despite spending a lot of money, and we know it, we are in the know of them being really, really good, and they've shown that, they're still playing the David right now. Why? Because they're chasing the Dodgers, much like the Red Sox were chasing the Yankees during those times as well. The rivalry within the rivalry with the players and the history and the curse of the Bambino and all the other things going on. You know, and then the Red Sox eventually topple the Yankees in 2004, right? Winning four in a row in the ALCS. Uh, this is a major, major, major deal for Major League Baseball. I mean, this is a huge opportunity to capitalize on this rivalry. I couldn't believe the first series they didn't play on Sunday Night Baseball. But this is where it's at. This is the must-see TV. Go look around <clears throat> Major League Baseball. There are great things going on. I understand. Vlad Jr. bombing the ball at three home runs the other night. Okay, great stuff. Right? Shohei Otani and Mike Trout with the Angels are absolutely absurd right now. They're a 500 team. They're just hovering around 500. That's it. Shohei Otani pitching five innings and then getting base hits and home runs. It's all awesome. It's great theater. Good for him. Unbelievable athlete. But the Angels are just an average team. Pujols is chasing 700. Cool. Just an average team. Mike Trout, best player in baseball. Just an average team. Stop us if we've if you've heard that before, right? <clears throat> Look around baseball. Baseball, I mean, it's mediocre across the board. Tampa, Toronto, Baltimore, the Yankees, all mm, 500 below 500, barely above 500, right? Like Royals, White Sox, Cleveland, Detroit, Minnesota's way below. I mean, I just, <clears throat> you know, you look at Texas and the Angels and the Astros and the Mariners, you know, those clubs right around that, that, that 500, just below, just above, right? Same thing with all the teams in the NL East, NL Central, everybody in the West outside of the two aforementioned teams that we're focusing on this entire podcast, you know, in, in, in the Dodgers. Well, the Padres actually are have hovered around 500, you know, under and, and a little bit over. The Giants 
have been a nice surprise this year. Which leads me to, wouldn't it be something if the Giants, and hats off to Buster Posey, because I'm loving Buster Posey back playing great baseball, but wouldn't it be something that the Dodgers and Padres were not only the top rivalry, the budding rivalry, and by the way, Dodgers-Padres has a long way to go before it gets to Dodgers-Giants, not just from a California standpoint, but goodness gracious, that rivalry back in the 50s with Ebbets Field and the Polo Grounds and Willie Mays and Duke Snyder and those two teams battling for the pennant every year for the right to go to the World Series in most cases to play the New York Yankees. What a <clears throat> what a time the 50s baseball scene must have been. I've said for a long time, you know, if I had to choose to be put in a time machine to go see anything in the history of sports, I might go back to 50s baseball, the golden era of New York baseball, the Willie, Mickey, and the Duke. The World Series played almost every single year in New York. You think about, you know, it was played there in, in 50, 51, 52, 53, 54. The Giants, that was their year. 55, Dodgers finally beat the Yankees. You know, 56 Yankees, 57, 58, and the Yankees and the Braves. <clears throat> you know, 59 was the only year in the, in the 50s there without the World Series in New York. It was the Go-Go Sox uh, and the Dodgers, I believe, that year, but they had already moved. Uh, so just that whole deal, Willie Mickey and the Duke, the proximity, Yankee Stadium, Polo Grounds, Ebbets Field, ridiculous. And that rivalry, <clears throat> you know, really budded to that time. They both moved to the West Coast, and they continue the rivalry. I think it's been solid, but it's nowhere near what it was when it was in New York. But could you imagine if the Giants can stay up there a little bit, right? If the pitching hangs in there through, you know, June, July, they're getting some renaissance play from from major guys from the championship era as well. I mean, Brandon Crawford has looked really, really, really good, right? I mean, really good. Um, you know, I, I think you know, Buster Posey, obviously, I, I think is, I don't know if he's quite there at a Hall of Fame level, but man, he's still, he could still build on that, right? I mean, you still got some championship pedigree there. And, and, and again, it's going to come down to the pitching. It's going to come down to the health. But if they can hang in there a little bit through even just ah, maybe through like the all-star break time. I mean, do we know what's going on with that game, by the way, now that they pull it out of Atlanta with a, a ridiculous decision with a complete and utter woke cancel culture, MLB sellout situation. Embarrassing, by the way. And, uh, you know, trying to pump the Black Lives Matter movement and all the rest. Yeah, congratulations. What you've done by pumping the inconsistency of the Black Lives Matter, which, by the way, does promote broken homes. Uh, and, and and all the violence that that has created since the BLM thing has started and the marches and the bull crap. Uh, let's also focus in on how many businesses were affected in Atlanta, owned by many black Americans. Yeah, you took away a lot of business from black business owners thinking that you were making the right decision. Woke cancel culture is getting out of control, and I'll leave it at that. But wouldn't it be great if the Giants and the Padres and the Giants, well, both of them, the Giants and the Padres were, you know, a little bit of a, you know, kind of a, a two-pronged, uh, you know, little rivalry there. You know, that'd be pretty fun. Here's how a lot of the Dodgers and Padres sounded. Unbelievable stuff across the board. Just I wanted to play a few highlights here. <clears throat> And uh, continue on the back end about these two teams. I, I just think it's great uh, theater. I love the superstar play. You can't get more exciting than walk-off catches from Mookie Betts. And by the way, Mookie Betts and Fernando Tatis, 
mean, you've got, I think, when if everybody's healthy on both these rosters, right? Everybody. I think you have <clears throat> two of the top five players in baseball, Tatis and Mookie Betts. I'd probably say the other three when healthy, gosh, I mean, Mike Trout's got to be in there. I would say Mike Trout has got to be in there. Uh, you know, Ronald Acuna Jr.'s in there. I, that fifth spot, I mean, I, you could probably, could probably argue it for a lot of people. I, maybe I'd put Bellinger in there. I mean, really, Yelich has been hurt too. If he's healthy, maybe he's in there. Um, you know, who, who I don't, nobody on the Yankees, Red Sox. I mean, the Blue Jays guy's still a little ways to go. Vlad could make a case for it in a year. Uh, you know, Lindor, probably not. You've gone a little bit down the ladder on that. Um, uh, anybody, I, I'd probably, I'd probably say Bellinger, you know, Bellinger bets, you know, Bellinger bets Tatis, Okunia Jr., Trout, you know, uh, just quick off the, off the deal. Cause all these other guys, <clears throat> you know, look at Nolan Arenado. You're like, oh my God, great player, unbelievable fielder, boy, he can hit. But he's not as good a hitter as Bellinger. And Bellinger also has the fielding aspect, which is pretty close to, if not better than, you know, Arenado. Uh, you've got that situation happening with a bunch of other players in Major League Baseball. So, you know, Harper comes down a little bit now uh, with, with, with average and some of his numbers. Um, I know the OBP and the OPS and slugging and such are still there at the end. But you look at the overall plays, also not spectacular defensively, where Tatis is, Betts is, Bellinger is, Trout is. Uh, you know, and on the base pass as well, that's another big thing. And that's where I love Mookie Betts, too. Fernando Tatis, these guys run the bases great. And I think Mookie Betts is actually the best player in baseball. He gets a, a, literally a hair split over Mike Trout based upon the fact that he is so diverse and he is so ridiculous on the base pass. He is so game-changing. And he's done it on the big stage not once, but twice as well. I mean, multiple times uh, he's done it on the big stage. So uh, let's hear so, how some of this sounded. Uh, Padres, Dodgers, I mean, baseball's down. I'm frustrated with baseball. My favorite team, the Yankees, are trash. They're stale. Uh, they're one-dimensional. They're, they're home runs. Uh, uh, relying on the home run, right-handed hitting is just, there's too much of it. Not enough pitching. Bullpen's going to get taxed eventually. They can't get hits with two outs consistently. Uh, they've had awful, awful, awful performances this year already. They're built the wrong way. Brian Cashman's overrated. He shouldn't be the GM anymore. Uh, Aaron Boone should be fired. Uh, Hal Steinbrenner, though, is the owner and couldn't care less. You, you don't know where the hell he is. You never hear from him. Uh, and until he wakes up and actually cares, it's not going to change. Cashman and Boone are just going to be there, and it's just going to be continued garbage. 95, 96 wins. Oh, win another AL East. You're constructed poorly. You get exposed in the postseason. The Padres and Dodgers are constructed perfectly. And I know payroll can help with that, but a lot of the draft, a lot of the farm system we've talked about, all those things have contributed. Padres and Dodgers. Man. So good. Unbelievable play and just the range. He was playing center field, by the way. You know? Center field. He's a right fielder. <laughs> it, it's just, it, it's unbelievable. Um, I, I just... It, it, it's remarkable. It really is. Uh, I, I, you know, again, I think right now, I think he's got actually a little bit of a, <clears throat> a little bit of an edge over Trout, and I think he has a little bit of an edge over, um, over Trout in terms of the base, not just defensively, but 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 on the bases as well. I just think he's been, he's been unbelievable. He really has been.
And then there's a guy by the name of Fernando Tatis Jr. Night last night, trying to get back into the swing of things. One out in the third. Fernando Tatis Jr., welcome to Dodger Stadium. Out of the yard to the pavilion to put the Padres on top two to one. Third home run of the year, second home run given up by Kershaw tonight. First Myers, more recently, Fernando. First pitch, fastball down and in. Oh, and Kershaw, look at his reaction. He knew it. There was no doubt about that one. Everybody in the ballpark knew it. Oh, do you hear the drums, Fernando? That's a ball. Yeah, one of his several home runs, Padres TV on the audio courtesy, and he hit it off Clayton Kershaw. And, you know, it's just, it's really just going to be spectacular all year. I mean, that's really what this boils down to. I am so fired up for Giants uh, and, and Dodgers as well inside the division, but Padres, Dodgers, it's just, it's must see baseball TV. There's no other way to say it. And, you know, looking at, I'm just pulling up the Dodgers schedule here um, just to kind of see, you know, what, what we've had uh, so far, you know, with, with these games. Um, seeing where, let's see, go back to the first series. Uh, let me see, April... They've played, I'm trying to figure out how many times they've played. My guess is six. They, yeah, six games. They played at San Diego for three, took two of three from San Diego, and then lost two of three at home to San Diego. So these teams have played six times first month of the season, and they still have 13 games. Oh, I'm sorry, they played four games, so seven, okay. Uh, three, it was two of three. The Dodgers won in San Diego. And then they lost three of four, of course, because remember that Sunday night game was Banana Land. That was an 8-7 win uh, for the San Diego Padres. They were down six runs, 7-1, to as late as the seventh. That's pretty much game over in baseball. And the Padres came roaring back in that game. Uh, Just a remarkable comeback uh, in 11 innings. And um, I thought it was just probably the game of the year. Uh, you know, especially from the comeback standpoint and, and, and just the nonstop theater uh, that, 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 that happened at Dodger Stadium. You've got that historic Chavez Ravine back there as well. The setting is amazing. I'd love to be able to go see a game in San Diego because that park looks phenomenal as well. Uh, so they've played seven, seven games. Uh, and, um, you know, we got 12 left, baby, <laughs> of these. Unbelievable. Speaking of that comeback win, here we go. This is Dodgers up 7-1 to one in the 7th with the bases juiced and one out. And here comes San Diego. Waiting on deck, and Caratini rips it to left field. Taylor's up and throwing. 
Cronenworth scores the trailing run, a two-run RBI knocked by Victor Caratini, and the Padres indeed punch right back. Fine rookie season in 2020. His first pitch to Eric Hosmer's lined into right field. That scores Tatis and makes it 7-4 Dodgers. Back up the middle. Noisy to Seeger, not in time for the double play. Another run scores. 7-5 Los Angeles. Trent Grisham now. A ball pass Turner into left field. Caratini's going to score. It's a one-run game. Wow. We got a ball game. Talking about Tony Gwynn. Grisham with a Tony Gwynn approach. Here's Machado. Tying run 90 feet away with one gone. And Manny sends a base hit back up the middle. Tatis scores. This game is tied at seven. Santa Maria. <laughs> wow. I it better myself. This is incredible. I cannot believe we're, we're getting paid for this. This is unbelievable. Machado, Tatis, great at-bats. We talked about Tony Gwynn. Every single one of these at-bats have been a Tony Gwynn at-bat. Not trying to do too much. The next full count pitch on its way to Peters. Got him swinging the high gas. And we'll go to the 11th. Oh, man. Not even a runner in second can expedite a conclusion. To the 11th, still tied at 7. A ball and a strike to Manny Machado. There he goes. Waited for his right moment, and he turns it into an easy theft. The go-go Padres pull off the double steal. And there you go. <clears throat> That's another thing before I play the, the, the last highlight here. These teams play against the grain. They're playing against analytical baseball. These teams don't have to strive for launch angle. They don't get wet in the pants over spin rate. And do, do they? See, I mean, Bauer knows the mechanics, knows the analytics. No, these two teams focus a little bit on analytics, but they don't focus on it to the point where they're not going to pull a double steal and extras. You know. I mean, Tampa Bay pulled their ace, Blake Snell, and cost them perhaps the World Series last year. The Yankees pulled Davey Garcia in the postseason when he was pitching fine for Jay Happ, and the whole game fell apart. You know, look at the Yankees right now, the way they bat Brett Gardner, the way they bat Aaron Hicks, the, how they're playing everything. John Carlos Stanton and Aaron Judge and the back-to-back -back crap and the lineup and the launch angles. And These two teams don't do that. They don't have their roster and the games dictated by analytics. Analytics are a very small part, or in some cases, maybe a larger part, right? But they're not everything. And and look at what happens with these guys. I mean, these guys, they, they double steal. They, they I mean, it's remarkable <clears throat> is what it is. It, 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 it's, it's flat out remarkable. Double steal extra frames. You got Mookie Betts running as you-know-what off, putting pressure on the defense. I love it. I love it. 7-7, seven, seven, this is unbelievable. Dodgers and Padres, and then, voila, San Diego takes the lead. Big Cronenworth on deck behind Hosmer. Come after him, and Hosmer swings and sends a drive to center field. Peters is back on it, measuring it off. Tatis will score easily, and it's 8-7 San Diego. Seager's strengths is hitting with runners in scoring position. Has been for a while. And there's a bouncer back over the middle, and San Diego hangs on. Entering the seventh, down 7-1. Seven to one. The fighting Friar battles for two in the seventh, two in the eighth, two in the ninth to tie. 
And the game-winning run scores in the top of the 11th. I love it. I love everything about it. I think that the series, the games were incredible. <clears throat> Give me more, man. You know? <clears throat> Give me Padres, Dodgers over and over and over again. We got this thing 12 times, and I hope we have the NL pennant decided by these two teams as well. The ML Sports Platter all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by Ken's Auto Detailing, Rosie's Corner, CNY Electrical, and our good friends over at Western New York OTB and Batavia Downs Gaming. Go ahead and log on to BataviaDownsGaming.com. If you're looking for something fun to do this year in the state of New York, look no further than Batavia Downs Gaming and Western New York OTB, your off-track betting in Western New York. And by the way, get to OTBs across the board in every uh, area of the state, Watertown, Albany, Rochester, Buffalo, Syracuse, etc. Place those bets for all of the horse races this year as the Kentucky Derby is upcoming as well. Going to be an unbelievable year in horse racing i think make sure that you stop by your local otb and visit bataviadownsgaming.com for their concert schedule go there stay play and watch some music as well tip of the cap thank you as well to the swan and whitaker families for their support of the platform and your state farm insurance agent matt graham like a good neighbor matt and state farm are there for you auto home life bank health and business Log on to SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com. Find out today about their rate drop and get a rate quote free from Matt Graham and State Farm. South Bay Road if you're in and around Central New York or just call from outside the area. Get a free rate quote if you're anywhere in the great state of New York as well. Thanks so much for listening to the ML Sports Platter. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Angie's List is now Angie, and caring for your home just got easier. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or a dream remodel, Angie makes it easy to see reviews, compare quotes, and connect with top local pros who can get the job done right. Plus, you can see upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. No phone tag, just the work you need done at a time that works for you. Angie's got your to-do list covered from start to finish. Book your next home project today at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot Everybody needs just the right amount of fuel to get going in the morning. For some, a nice McDonald's egg and cheese bagel is just enough to do it. Others might prefer a McDonald's bacon egg and cheese bagel. Or perhaps a sausage egg and cheese bagel. And there are those where nothing will do but a hearty McDonald's steak egg and cheese bagel. Four different breakfast bagels to get you going. Tomorrow morning, give your engine a head start at participating McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.